0: Kawhi's NBA resume speaks for itself. Two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, three-time all-star, three-time all-NBA team, two-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-NBA defense. He was even on the all-rookie team in 2012, led the league in steals in 2015, and he's just going into his prime at age 27. I can acknowledge his achievements how great a two-way player he is. But when someone says, should he win a title next year, it would launch him into the GOAT conversation? I'm not there yet. Let's go. Let me ask you this. Um, Shaq or Steph, Steph, who do you take? Give all day long, only MVP in I appreciate the response, I do, but you're killing me with that witness protection voice. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now, but when it's all said and done, Steph will be a Mount Rushmore player. I'll take Prime Shaq all day, and I know this is the era of the three-point shot, but you're giving me Prime Shaquille O'Neal. I think people forget how quick and how athletic he was in his prime. You're not going to be able to guard Shaq with Draymond Green, Gerald Green, Ricky Green, or Frank Green from devil in a blue dress in this era or any era in his prime. Shaq would be dominant. Nice. <laughs> Nine. So let me flip this around H in any time in any era, would you take Steph at his very best versus Shaq at his very best? no no <laughs> no if you a numbers guy see that's see that's 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 that whole thing right it gets funny right so because the case for lebron is they want to they talk about his numbers and look they're impressive he's a great he's an all-time great player there's no fronting on that but when they go well he lost and you took up the losses then they go but look at the numbers and lebron is three and six and he's carried he's carried teams and those things are all true but that's that's where it gets complicated with a guy like Steph because like Steve Nash Steph's a two-time MVP he's the only unanimous MVP in NBA history but I'll ask you this question and I think I already know where you're going to go with the answer is at any time in his career including his MVP years was Steph Curry ever the best player in basketball no, no, no. Right, and that's the difficulty. People confuse him being an MVP with him being the best player in the game. And that's been going on maybe since I was a kid and I was watching the NBA. Yeah, I'm like, I would wonder, would they take Doc over them stuff? No, <laughs> I should say that. <laughs> look, look. I, I'm going to go with this saying that somebody said before. Doc is your favorite player, favorite player. That's true. He's my favorite player, favorite player. That's the reverence. Doc is so unique, right? Because every player holds him in this incredibly high esteem. He, he might still be the most beloved basketball player. As much as people love Magic, they don't love him more than Doc. Doc might be the most beloved basketball player ever. He's just Doc. You know, I, people... You know, wonder why I get on him so much. It's just, you know, when you think about all the players that, you know, okay, he was a pi- he was a pioneer, but he was, he was. When it all said and done, man, you know, to me, he's just a Joe Namath for the NF- or the NBA. I'm not going that far. I'm definitely not going with you on the Joe Namath thing. A case could be made, a strong case that Joe Namath is the most overrated quarterback ever. Maybe not just the most overrated quarterback. He might be the most overrated professional athlete ever. Doc is unique. I'll admit, it's just a unique case study. It's like he had two careers. There's his ABA life, and then there's his NBA life. 11-time NBA All-Star, five-time ABA All-Star. He won an MVP in the NBA, won a championship in the NBA, he won three MVPs in the ABA. He won a couple of championships in the ABA. His, renum, his number was retired by the Brooklyn Nets, number 32, and the number six was retired by the, the Sixers. I'm just saying, Doc is unique. Is he overrated, maybe, in that overall sense? When we start talking about the greatest players of all time and you put them in these tiers and you work your way down, could he be overrated in that sense? Maybe. I, I won't even argue that point. But to put him on the Joe Namath level, man, I, I'm not ready for that yet. That's I'm not going there. I won't put I can't see putting Doc on that level. I think the Sixers are the only true title contenders in the East. And here's a question for you guys since you know so much. Are Westbrook and Harden able to win without one of those players changing their style of play? I say no. I think a lot of people are underestimating the pride that Westbrook and Harden both have. I think that when you look at two players like that, that have put up the numbers, that have had the careers that they had, we're talking about two guys that are former MVPs and they're still playing at a high level. They've got to mark off that one thing, that one thing that people hold against them, that they haven't been able to win a title. I think they're both driven to still win a title, to change that narrative that they can't be champions. I've said Russ couldn't be the best player on a title-winning team, but put him with Harden, and there's no 1A, 1B. There's just two 1As, and they share the responsibilities. They share the burden. That could work. I'll say this. If you're telling me it won't work in the sense that they won't win a title, I didn't have the Rockets winning the title this year. But if if you're saying failure from the point that they won't have any level of success, I completely disagree. I think they'll play the way they play. I think they've already had a natural chemistry before. It's just that Harden is a better player than he was before. And Russ is a different version of the younger Russ that Harden played with. I think these two guys are on a mission, which is why I give them a puncher's chance to come out of the West. And the second thing is, look, coming from a guy who can't stand his own voice, I just, I've never liked the sound of my voice. That can't be your real voice, man. If that is your real voice, man, or ma'am, you sound kind of like that dude from that old song back in the day. Like, because, you know, I'm a man now, baby, a grown man. <laughs> All jokes aside, I respect your opinion. And you're probably like most. You think that Harden and Westbrook are going to be a train wreck. And I just disagree. I think they're going to be a lot more successful. I think they're going to have a lot more chemistry. They're going to have just a better overall season than most people project them to have. But I appreciate the comment. Well, agree or disagree, if Kawhi wins another title with the Clippers, it would put him right on the same level as Jordan, Kareem, There goes Kane Newton with the witness protection voice again. So here's the thing. I disagree. Even when you look at the body of work that he has right now, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, a three-time all-star, five-time all NBA defense, one defensive player of the year twice. He even led the league in steals before he's establishing a great resume. But I think that when you look at what he's done thus far in his career, He's nowhere near being in that type of conversation. Even if he were to get that third title, that wouldn't put him in the GOAT conversation. That's crazy talk. There's a whole nother conversation going on on Man Laws about Kobe and where he lies in the top 10 all time. Kawhi Leonard's not a better basketball player than Kobe as of right now. So how could he be in the GOAT conversation? Laker fans are kind of broken down into two categories. There's the Laker fans like myself who grew up watching the Lakers. You live and bleed Lakers. If a player gets traded, you appreciated what he did for the franchise, but he's no longer a Laker. You focus on the Lakers. Your alliances are with the Lakers no matter what. Franchise first. And then there are Laker fans who are Kobe fans, but it feels more like they're bigger Kobe fans than they are Laker fans. And if you don't agree with them, they kind of give you that John Wick treatment, like, you know, fill in your name, former Laker fan, excommunicado in 10, 9. You get my point? And so on and so on. If you don't agree with them, how they perceive Kobe, how they rank him as a player, his career, then to them, you're not a real Laker fan. My thoughts are, if you're that narrow-minded, And you try to put a blanket statement like, if you don't think Kobe's top 10, you don't know ball, then you don't know ball. And you're probably not really a Laker fan. You're just really, really, maybe not even healthy way. Big on Kobe. H and I are planning on doing a one on one bracket with nothing but wing players. So that should be fun. We're going to try to get that out on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in the offseason. And we'll even touch on the NFL a little bit. Appreciate the Facebook fam, YouTube fam, PodCoin, Spreaker. Much thanks. It's the Cypher. Next time.